Jesus Christ was born into an agricultural society. So it's not surprising that he used a story about the sowing of seed in order to teach people, the people of his time, some very important truths about the Word of God. It made perfect sense given the culture in which Jesus lived. Our society, of course, is much more technological than it is agricultural. So I wonder, if the second person of the Blessed Trinity, the eternal Word of God, had made the choice, and he could have, to come into our world in the 21st century as opposed to the first, what modern analogy would he use to drive home his point? I thought about that recently, and the word that popped into my mind was, very simply, computers. I think if Jesus were to give this same teaching today in our Western, technological, industrialized culture, he would choose to use the analogy of computers as opposed to seeds. And that's fitting because our minds are often compared to computers. Our minds have memory, computers have memory. Our minds process information, computers process information. In this parable of the sower, Jesus challenged people to think about the many realities that could keep them from embracing and living God's truth. To make that same point using computers, I think Jesus would throw out the question to us, what causes you to hit the delete button? What causes you to delete God's word, God's truth, from your operating system, from your inner computer. Now, Jesus presumes here, as he does in the parable, that we've heard the truth, at least to some extent. And you know what? We all have. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. Forgive as you have been forgiven. Be holy as I, the Lord your God, am holy. We've all heard those things many times. They are some of the truths of God's holy word. You can find the rest of them outlined in the Catechism of the Catholic Church. But the parable of the sower emphasizes the fact that just hearing the word, the truths of God's word, is not sufficient. Hearing them is one thing. Living them consistently and perseveringly is another. Obviously, the latter is what we should be striving for. We're not perfect at it. In fact, that's why we're here this morning and not in bed, right? It's because we're imperfect. It's because we want to be more faithful to the Lord in our lives. In this parable, Jesus mentions three situations where people hear the word, but don't allow it to affect their lives in a lasting way. First of all, he mentions the seed that falls on the footpath and is immediately eaten up by the birds. And he says that this is the person who hears the word, but then has it stolen away from his mind and heart by Satan. 
Using the computer analogy, this is like allowing the devil to sit at your computer terminal and hit the delete button. It's like allowing him to sit there and delete the truths of God's word from your operating system. And that can happen very easily. Although I will say this, Satan usually does not do this directly. He normally deletes these truths with the help of other people. And sad to say, those other people can even be friends and members of our families. Satan doesn't care. He will use anybody he can who will cooperate with him. Incidentally, this is one of the reasons why we have told the teenagers who are coming with us next week on our Steubenville East retreat, this is why we have told them to leave their cell phones at home. And if we find them with a cell phone, we will confiscate it. We have told them that. This is not a surprise to them. We'll give it back at the end of the weekend, but we will take it while they're there. Why? Well, simply because on this weekend, they will be hearing the truths of God's Word in the talks, in the music. And we don't want those truths deleted from their computers, so to speak, by people they might talk to on the phone back home. I'm speaking here specifically about those people who aren't happy that they're on the retreat. People who will say to them things like, what'd you go to that stupid conference for? You don't know what fun you're missing back here. Have they brainwashed you yet? What are you going to be now, a religious fanatic? If he can, Satan will use even our close friends to get us to delete God's word from our minds and hearts. And how do I know that? Because he tried it with Jesus. And if he tried it with Jesus, he's certainly going to try it with us. He tried to use Jesus' close friend, Simon Peter, the man who would be the first pope. And what did Jesus say to Peter? Get behind me, Satan. He knew what the devil was up to. Satan is shameless. He'll use anybody he can, even our best friend in the world. The seed that fell on the rocky ground sprouted quickly and then was scorched represents those who give up the practice of their faith because of some suffering or some persecution. I suppose you could say this is like the person who's been sitting at his computer for hours trying to master a new program without any success, and he's getting frustrated and angry. And the temptation finally comes just to throw in the towel, to give up. That, of course, isn't the answer. And neither is giving up on God in the midst of our trials, in the midst of persecution. When you have trouble operating a computer program, the best way to handle it is to find somebody who knows what they're doing, who can give you good advice and get you through the glitches. Thank God, I, Don is here today. She's gotten many calls from me. Her husband, Fran, Deacon Fran, is great with computers. In fact, he builds them for the blind and the visually impaired. He's fantastic. How many times I have called the house. Donna, I'm sitting here at my computer. She says, what did you do now? <laughs> I need Fran fast. 
and he's gotten me through it, thanks be to God, every time. Similarly, when we're tempted to give up on our faith because we're having difficulty coping with the death of a loved one or some other tragedy or because we're being persecuted for our faith at home or even at work, the answer isn't to throw in the towel. The answer is, at least in part, to get some good counsel from somebody who is spiritually knowledgeable, who can help us, get us through it all. As I said earlier, Satan can work through other people to undermine our faith. But the good news is, God can also work through people, even more powerfully than Satan can work through people. And God can work through others to strengthen our faith, if we have the good sense to seek those people out when we need them. So if you need somebody, do it. Don't throw in the towel. Don't be like that seed. We're told that the seed among thorns represents those who allow worldly anxiety and the lure of riches to choke off God's word and keep it from bearing fruit in their lives. Going back to that computer analogy, this got me to think of the Internet. As we all know, the Internet's a great blessing and it's a great curse at the same time. There are a lot of good websites out there with a lot of helpful information. I access those all the time. But there are also a lot of bad sites out there with a lot of bad stuff on them that can lead us into sin, serious sin. To the extent that we access those sites, in other words, to the extent that we buy into the hedonistic messages of our culture, we give in to what Jesus called here worldly anxiety. And we effectively delete the Word of God from our computer because if we got that stuff in our brain, in our mind and heart, we can't have the truth there as well at the same time. And Jesus' remark about the lure of riches got me to think about those who shop online excessively. Now, I shop online sometimes. I try not to do it excessively. But there are some who do. They're addicted. Some gamble online excessively. They symbolize all those possessed by that spirit of greed and materialism who delete God's message of charity from their computers because of their selfishness. So that's three bits of bad news, isn't it, with those three kinds of soil. The good news is none of that stuff has to happen. We don't have to become like the seed that falls on the footpath or the rocky ground or among the thorns. We don't have to give in to the temptations of the culture we live in. And that's why Jesus ends this parable on a positive note, by speaking of the seed that falls on the good soil and yields, notice, a super abundance of good fruit. Not just a little good fruit, a super abundance of it. These are the faithful souls who receive the word of God into their computers, so to speak, and then who do their best each and every day to resist that temptation. And the temptation is constant to hit the delete button. If you want to be one of those souls, and I hope you do, I invite you in conclusion to pray this short prayer for yourself in silence as I pray it for myself out loud. Dear Lord, fill my computer, the computer of my mind, the computer of my heart, with the right data, the data of your holy word. Prevent me from ever deleting it. 
and help me to use it in every circumstance of my life for your honor and glory and for the salvation of many souls, including the soul of the computer operator, namely me. Amen.